Hey guys, Pastor Jürgen here. We're so excited you're tuning into one of our amazing messages. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, it's going to be real, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to help you to grow stronger in your walk with God. It's going to put faith on the inside of you. It's going to cause you to be able to walk in greater dimensions of blessing and enlargement so that you can be a blessing to other people. Well, lean in, enjoy the Word. God bless you. Uh, today is Palm Sunday. This is the day that Jesus rode in in preparation for what he was about to do, for everything he was telling the disciples and everybody he was going to do, what the prophets spoke about years ago, he was in preparation for. So Palm Sunday. Um, but the, the title of my message today is The Way. The Way. Just to give you a quick uh, snippet of how I came up with The Way. I didn't come up with the way, but um, before Paul became Paul and he was Saul, he was going out and identifying Christians like you and I, believers like you and I, that would come to church and worship and claim that Jesus is the Lord and Savior. And he goes, man, they follow the way. They follow the way. Those are the ones I'm after. And then Jesus comes to him, strikes him with blindness and says, hey, why are you persecuting me? And then he realized, oh no, I've done it wrong. I've been messing with the wrong way. We're in the series called, um, and there was a great joy in that city. And there was a great joy in that city. I've been enjoying this, this, uh, this series because I love joy. I love joy. joy. Joy is, you almost can't define it. There's almond joy. But if you don't like almonds, then it kind of ruins the definition of joy, right? But I kind of like, I like to, I kind of shared this last service, my, my voice. Like I've been doing karaoke. But joy, when you know it, it's like atmosphere. It's like, wow, everything is good right now. It's like we need more of this. It's like peace. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Well, just reading before that, because that was in Acts 8, but Acts 7 says this, For unclean spirits crying out loud voices came of many who were oppressed, or came out of many who were oppressed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And then there was great joy in the city of Carlsbad and Bressy Ranch. But I love that. It's important to know how did great joy come. It was the kicking out of unclean spirits. It was the transformation of the God stories that are hitting people like, oh, I was paralyzed, I was lame, but then I got healed. God struck me, and now I can walk on my two feet. I got a God story. It's so good. Well, anyways, that's the, the beginning. I'm the king of segues. Jesus, let's get back to Jesus. Let's get back to Jesus. Hey, Mark 11 talks about where Jesus starts to go into uh, the city. I want to read it to you so you capture the full scripture. Mark 11. Now when they drew near Jerusalem, the sage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, hey, go into the village opposite of you. And as soon as you enter it, you will find a coat, colt tied on which uh, no one has sat on. Loosen it and bring it to me. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Just tell them the Lord has need of it. And immediately they'll say, okay, cool. <laughs> Which I want to try personally. 
Sometimes I talk to the city. Sometimes I talk to the IRS. And when they start asking me questions, why do you guys want to have Tucker Carlson? I want to say, the Lord has use of it. They're like, why are you guys adding another service? Or why do you want to have a church service here? We're like, because the Lord has use of it. Come on. And be like, okay, great. Cool. Just needed to know. Exercise this authority the Lord has given us. So as they went, they found the colt tied up by the door outside on the street, and they loosened it, and somebody came up and said, hey, what are you doing? And said, hey, the Lord has use of it. And they said, okay, that's cool. And they brought the colt to Jesus, and they threw new clothes on it, and he sat on this colt. And many, as Jesus was riding on the colt, would spread out their clothes on the road, and others brought these leaves and branches of leaves, and they laid them down on the road. And they spread them out as Jesus was walking on it. Then those who went before, and those who followed the ones that went before, cried out, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And then Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple into Bressy Ranch campus. And when he looked around and saw all the things at that hour, it was already late. So he went out of Bethany with the 12. What I wanted to share with you all that was on my heart of the way was this picture that I feel like Jesus is showing us into remain, or creating the way of joy into our city. It's one thing of having revelation but if you don't do anything with the revelation, it's almost like wasted food. You're like, I don't want to waste that food. That's good. Come on. It's like wasted food. So let me start with this. The first thing of creating the way is the removing of the old. Laying down what is old. I love the picture that they show because some of them are taking clothes off and they're, and they're, and they're laying them on the ground. Can you picture it? Like, here's my jacket. Okay, let me put it here. And then some were ready, and they're like, we brought all these branches to lay down here and here and here. That picture shows me this, is that there's some old things that we need to give to God so that he can take them out of our lives. There's some old mindsets, some old identities. There's some old words that have been spoken over us that we can kind of carry into where God is taking us, but it's almost like, we kind of get triggered. We kind of get triggered when we hear it. And I, li I like Sarah Gable shared that about trigger because I think it's good to be triggered in a ha happy sense. Like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that. But what do you do with your trigger finger? Are you pulling that trigger? It's, it's okay to be upset, but hey, have some revelation. Lean into it. Ask some questions. Hey, how, how come I'm a little upset about this? How come this doesn't really sit with me? But I love with that. What I love, the, the model that they showed is that there, there is a releasing of the old. We can just say, hey, I was just, I was just born with this. You know, I grew up um, diagnosed with dyslexia. And every time, uh, every once in a while, I'll call my mom, and she always brings it up. But I don't, I don't bring it up. I'm like, I, I, it doesn't even, it's not even part of my life anymore. I actually don't see any fruit of it. I don't see, I, I feel like I'm a genius. I got the mind of Christ. So I, I say that, not arrogantly, but just I don't, I don't associate with that. She associates with it, you know. We're, uh, we're leading her with revelation and grace. But could you imagine 
You're going, you're like, Lord, take us to a new level. Take us to a new place. And you're like, okay, I'm going to bring all my stuff with me. It's a lot of luggage. I hope you have like a caravan to carry it all in. And the Lord's saying, hey, where we're going, you can't take that. We need, we need to just release some things. Some release some things. You know, in, in Scripture it says, Jesus says, hey, I'm the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. It also says that you can't take an a unshrunken cloth and attach it to an old garment. It's going to tear. And both of those things, you can't actually bring the old things. You actually have to step into a new thing. You get to believe Jesus for, okay, you know what you're doing. I mean, I call you king. I, bet, I better trust you like a king. I can't just kind of put you in a box and say, well, you're a king, but you don't understand these things. You, you, you can't appreciate this. I, I, I've, gotten, I've grown accustomed to these things. And I like the, the clothing, too, because I feel like maybe some people just kind of rocked up in the scene. You know, they're coming out of the cafe, and they grab their coffee, and they're like, well, I don't have a branch. What are you guys doing? And they're like, who's this guy coming on the cold? They're like, oh, that's Jesus. He's our Savior. He goes, man, I don't have a branch, but I got, I got this worn-out jacket. Let me lay this worn-out jacket down. Let me just release this old thing. It's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful picture. I love, I love this, too, is that Jesus never causes us to lay something down that he doesn't have already plans for. That you can lay something down, you're like, am I going to miss that thing? No, nope, because when it gets resurrected, it's going to be in better form. You can, you can try to position yourself in a place. You can try to maneuver and convince. But when you, when you trust God for it, you're like, hey, I'm just going gonna, gonna to lay this down. God, if you're going to bring it back, then I know it's going to be in the right form for me. The second thing they did was they were receiving the new. You know, I realized the kingdom of God has the greatest exchange policy. I used to think Home Depot did. You know, like, hey, this old thing isn't working for me. I recently learned about REI. You could buy something and within a year you can bring it back and you get a full refund. Regardless of whether it's working or not. You're like, I just don't want it anymore. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But the kingdom of God is so amazing. The greatest exchange program. That when you put something down, that there's something to pick up. You know, like, hey, God, I, I'm just going to trust you. I'm going to release this thing to you that he doesn't leave you handed, empty-handed. It's not like, oh, man, I don't know where all my stuff went. Like, I'd rather have dysfunction and not have nothing. He never leaves you with dysfunction or nothing. He's like, give me the dysfunction, and I can replace it with my presence. And this is why I think they were singing. They were singing, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father, David. That comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. They had something to praise him. They had, they had a new look on what God was doing in their life. They didn't just let something go, but they picked something up. And it is so good. Laying down in the resurrecting of that new thing. That's why I love in, in this house. It's so funny because I was in the same situation but being baptized in the Holy Spirit. I think most of us can get, like when you first come to awaken, you're like, I get baptism by water and repentance, but what's this special language you guys are speaking? What's this baptism in the Holy Spirit? I don't quite get it. I remember when Pastor Jurgen was telling me about it, and I was so clueless. And then he was telling me about speaking in tongues, and we're at a prayer meeting in his living room, and he was asking, hey, who wants to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? And so somehow my hand went up. 
I'm like, what are you doing up there? Come down. He goes, Jesse, let me step forward. He prays over me. And I'm just, I just kind of, I'm just so relaxed as he's praying over me. So I'm laying down and, uh, and then he pulls me back up and he starts praying in tongues and I'm hearing this thing and I'm trying, but I'm trying to figure it out. You know, when you try to figure something out, but you're like, I, something's missing. He goes, I can see you're trying to figure it out. And he goes, and he just gave me some instructions. Keep, keep leaning in, keep, keep, uh, keep leaning into that. And then a month goes by and there was another prayer meeting and the same opportunity came up. Hey, who wants to get baptized in the Holy Spirit? And again, my hand went up. I'm like, what are you doing up there? And he goes, didn't I pray for you last month? I'm like, yeah, I don't think it worked. He goes, okay, okay. The reason I share that is because we're, we're fresh, real, and powerful at Awakened Church. Not only do we want to bring you into salvation, not only do we want you to, to be real and authentic, but we want you to operate in power. Because when Jesus went to heaven, he says, wait, before I go to heaven, I'm leaving. The Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to fill you up so that wherever you go, you're going to be my witness. What is so interesting about that is we, we kind of edit the Bible. We're like, well, Jesus comes for resurrection and salvation, but we, we forget about the Holy Spirit coming to empower us. But here at Awakened Church, we, we believe in being baptized by the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, prophesying over friends. And, and there's a scripture that talks about this, the, um, the purpose of, of praying in tongues. It says, well, praying in tongues is actually for the unbelievers. So when you're walking around, you're praying in tongues, you're in your prayer moment, you get your headphones on, you're in the park, and you're, and you're going, ramba, shikia, ramba, ba, People are like, what are you saying? You're like, I'm praying in tongues. Where'd you get that from? With church. What church? Oh, Awakened Church. We baptize people in the Holy Spirit. I want to know more. But the Bible goes on to say that the prophetic, to prophesy, that's for the believers. Because you're going around, you start telling stories about your friends. You're like, hey, Dave and Lindsay, this is what I see over you. Like, whoa, where was that? Did they tell you that? Are you just like bragging about them in front of everybody? Well, kind of, but God told me to tell them, and it brings a witness for all of us. Isn't that amazing? And it lifts your faith. You're like, well, Lord, tell them something about me. You're like, I'll bring my prophecy shirt so they can see it. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is so amazing. He's got plans for all of you. He's got plans for all of you. I'm telling you what, to bring transformation to you and the people around you. And he doesn't put ceilings on it. Sometimes you feel like, okay, well, this is, this is as good as it can get. You know, if you, but, but God doesn't put ceilings on it because he's fun. He's got a sense of humor. He fell asleep during a windstorm at sea just to see what the disciples would do. Like, let's see if they can get out of this thing. What are they going to do? Who's going to jump out of the boat? It's so funny. Hey, the third part was Jesus coming out with you and I. I think this is really important. First, we lay things down. We're like, Lord, I don't want this in my life anymore. I want something. I want the great exchange. What do you have for me? And then we go out with Jesus to expand the kingdom of God. That we go enlarge our territory, pray for people in our city. This is what they said. And Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. And then he had looked around at all things. And at that hour, he went out with Bethany, out of Bethany with the twelve. 
He comes in one way, but he leaves with more. All 12 are with him. I think that 12 represents you and I. You and I are meant to go out. It's one thing to have this gift of salvation, but what are we going to do with it? It's almost like a key. It's like a master key. We've been given a master key. A key to the hearts of every person in our city. Whoever we encounter, we can unlock. We can, we can lean to the, to the kingdom of God. Inquire, hey, the Lord loves you. Let me pray for you. It is so amazing. But with that, we don't go by ourselves. We have one another. And we have the Holy Spirit. I love it. Peter and John are, are praying in the town square and they're just ticking off the, um, the teachers of the law, the Pharisees. They're like, who are these guys? What are they doing? They're doing the same thing Jesus did. And we thought they were idiots, but they're doing things even better than Jesus did. How's that possible? And they said, you know what? We knew that they were part of Jesus because they talk like him. They move like him. They inquire like him. And I think that should be a testimony for you and I. When people see that, like, wow, that looks like Jesus. That looks, man, you just laid hands on somebody. Now they're walking. You just made that person cry. How dare you? But I think, I think that's our greatest calling is to impact people. That's why I love Awaken Church because we have a vision for 16 campuses. And you would think, what are you guys, real estate developers? You guys just collecting real estate? Like, no, because every, every um, building represents an altar. And every altar brings people there. And I love our pastors because they said, this is what the Holy Spirit said. Hey, every building that you take down, I'm going to fill. Can you imagine what buildings are left to take down? Just as Pastor Samuel was sharing from the reading this morning, taking new territory. That we have a, we have a mission as Awakened Church. We need to take down as many territories as the Lord will give us so we can fill it with his presence so we can transform our city so that there could be great, uh, great joy in our city. Can you imagine people traveling like, I love San Diego. It's like the greatest city. It's like the city of joy. It's like the city of joy. It's like the greatest city, the city of joy. I'm telling you what. It's so, so amazing. So amazing. You know, recently I had this, this great transformation in my, in my heart for, for um, our kids. You know, we, I took Evan to Emerge Junior. He's six years old. He's basically me at six. He is so much fun, but he gets into all the wonderful things that he gets into. I wasn't sure if Emerge Junior, if he was ready for it. I don't know if I was ready for it. And, uh, but, but the church was putting it on. I'm like, okay, we're going to go. Let's go. It'll be fun. We bought like $80 worth of sugar and drinks and Doritos and everything to feed a family of 12. He loved it. He loved the fire and he loved the sugar. Was... But there was something interesting that happened there that I actually didn't see with my eyes, but I felt afterwards. That we're, we're at this place where it's all the, the fathers and the son. And it was like 500 of us, which is amazing. And they're leading worship. Evan's on my shoulders, catching bugs. And there was something that, we were having a great time. And I, I remember going, before I went to Emerge, I was really ornery every time the kids would do something. Like they'd spill milk, or they'd leave a mess, 
Or they would say, dad, I need help. Or they'd fight. And I'd find myself getting really frustrated. If you're a parent, you probably know what that means. But I was actually getting really angry. Like my voice would get really loud. And I got to the point where my response was, I'm about to spank you. And I was getting like angry about it. And Kat's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't even know. And then I have to go back and say, kids, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it like that. Um, behave, but I love you. <laughs> but here was the interesting thing. After Emerge Junior, I had this great compassion in my heart, this great love and joy that they would, they would still fight, spill milk, destroy things, but I would respond differently. Like I have this patience for them. And we have these two fuzzy kids at the house, these two dogs. They're like 50 and 60 pounds. And they love to shred cotton things like cushions. But I found even the Lord bringing compassion for them. So they're in their crates at night. I'm like, I love you dogs. I'm so thankful for you. You are our dogs. You're the best dog. You're the best dog. The reason I'm sharing that it's a little silly, but there's something amazing that happened. I didn't even realize it. That I'm like, okay, Emerge Junior. Let me go with my son to uh, receive what we're, what we're releasing at Emerge. And I went back with something new. There was an exchange. If I'm going to be honest with you, at the Emerge Junior, we didn't have burdens like we do Emerge. There's a sheet of paper. And they said, fathers, help your sons write down their fears. And Evan just drew with the marker. But I knew there was some fears written in that thing. But I was fearful of being a bad dad. I was fearful of leading my, my son in a harsh way that, uh, that didn't love, that didn't, ex didn't lead with, with love. I want to lead with love. I don't want to accept everything. I'm not saying that. But I want to lead with love. I don't want it to be out of performance. I don't want, I don't want it to be, I only give you love when you perform well. And so I felt like when, I, when we burned that, that's what, that's what got burnt. That I didn't bring it back. And Kat even mentioned, she's like, there's something different about you. I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> Date nights, come on. Date nights, come on. Come on, so good. You guys are a rowdy bunch. God's got great plans for you. I want to remind you that, that you are called to be a part of the way. It feels like what, you know, what you're describing feels like salvation. And I feel like I should have already had everything I needed. But I don't find that to be true. My journey hasn't, hasn't said that it's a one and done deal. That God is always leading us into kind of cultivating and harvesting this field, this heart that God's given us. And so there's things that we come into. It's like, I got to lay this thing down. Shoot. I don't want to, I don't want to receive that. I want to receive rose gardens like Suzanne. I want to have a great, I want to have a great future. I want to have a great marriage and a great family. I want to be, I want to be promoted. I want to be blessed. I want to, I want to be a great minister. I want to be a great friend. It's so, it's so important. But I think we can make a, we can make a, a choice personally. We can say, hey, I'll be, I'll be there. I'll, I'll just show up and just see what happens. But you can be in the atmosphere and still carry dysfunction. 
But I found that if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna release dysfunction, I can't just be in the atmosphere. I actually have to engage. I have to step forward. I have to release. I have to trust. Right here, every service, this is called the altar, where you come up and you can say, you know, I just need prayer. I'm not even sure how to put, put it into words. I'm just having a tough, tough time. Let one of our ministers pray for you. But there's an exchange that happens. Men's and women's prayer coming there. I used to go thinking, hey, I want to be helpful to the pastors, to the team. I love, I love helping. But God said, are you going for yourself or are you going for work? I'm like, when you put it like that, I guess I'm going for myself. But then I'm like, oh, then I need to get in the middle. And then I got to confess some things. I don't even know these guys. I was like, yeah, but so what? My word doesn't say, do you know the guys? Confess it to your brothers. You call on your brothers, confess it to them. I'm like, dang, you're getting real, Lord. You're getting real. But when it's freedom, who cares? When it's your freedom, who cares? When you look back in your future, you're like, man, we've had the best year ever. We've had the best marriage ever. We've had the best 20 years. Who cares? You trust in God. Let him remove it. He's so gentle. He's not like revealing. He's not like saying, look how jacked up Jesse's heart is. He's not putting on display, you know. The same thing for you guys. I'm telling you with the way, the way, lay it down, pick up something new, and then be empowered to go out and expand Bressy Ranch. I'm telling you what, I love, I love our pastors because they have such great vision to see this, this sanctuary filled every seat. An overflow in the back where they're standing that they're spilling out in the center. That we have an overflow in the foyer. That we need to buy the building next to us because the youth need a space. That it's not enough. It's not enough just for some areas of our city. But here at Bressy Ranch, they would say, if it wasn't for Awakened Church, we would have lost our, our family. But because of Awakened Church, so let me pray over you. Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your words and your instructions. Let it be revelation for us. Let it be your fresh bread. Let us lay down. Show us what we need to lay down so we can pick up something fresh. Show us who we need to empower and love on to expand and transform our city. We're your hands and your feet. We give you all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.